Hey fans, before we get going, just wanted to send out a reminder that you can head to anchor.fm slash Wolverine Sounds, where you can choose to support this podcast, or you can send us voice messages. We certainly appreciate either. So head over to anchor.fm slash Wolverine Sounds. Please show us some love. Now let's get on to the show. is the Go Blue Crew. Hey there, welcome to episode 94 of the Go Blue Crew. Michigan coming off a 40-21 win over Middle Tennessee State. Uh, Derek, what did you like about the way Michigan looked against Middle Tennessee State? I think naturally right away, uh, I like the pace the most. And and I don't even think we saw the the truest uh, glimpse of of what we will see. Um, I think obviously Michigan, even in years uh, without Josh Gaddis, has had somewhat of a, a hurry up offense, two minute offense that they uh, they did showcase against Middle Tennessee State uh, at the end of the first half. But I think that we'll see um, some of that style of play in some of these bigger games. Uh, you know, get the ball back uh, after a turnover, maybe uh, try to get right down the field and score. Um, and so obviously the first game with the new offense, there's things you like, things you didn't like, uh, maybe some things that even stressed you out. But overall, I like the pace of play, and, and mostly I like the fact that I know that it's going to continue to improve and, and look a lot more smooth out there. I like the fact that in the first half, even though Shea Patterson was apparently a little banged up after the first play of the game where he fumbled, he was still um, – let to he he was allowed to kind of roam the offense and and open himself up and do these things that last season came occasionally but certainly wasn't a mainstay threw the ball around a lot there was at least one play it was touchdown to McCune where it was just four vertical routes mm-hmm. and and Shea Patterson got his pick of of who he was going to throw to based on the way the the defense reacted. It's that kind of stuff that really makes me excited. I know it looked sloppy, and I totally agree. There are things that worried me, you know, for the people who are like going a little overboard. Sure, that's there, but that's the number one positive for me is the fact that it looks like Shea Patterson um, is going to be allowed to do a lot more in this offense, and Michigan's going to score more points and be better because of it. Yeah, absolutely. And one of the other things that uh, I liked right away, too, uh, is is uh, Zach Charbonnet. And I think that he's going to get more carries. Uh, I think that he could have had higher volume. Obviously, Harbaugh wants to uh, let multiple guys um, get a chance to tilt the rock. But, I mean, Zach Charbonnet had... Uh, one of the one of the few two freshmen to start first and foremost, but uh, he had the most rushing yards as a as a true freshman since Chris Evans had the outburst against Hawaii in 2016, a game that everybody uh, remembers when he ran for over 100 with two scores. So uh, Zach Charbonnet didn't score; he will score this year. But eight carries, 90 yards, including a big one. I mean, you gotta like what you you see from him, and I think that he ultimately already looks like the best fit for the offense. Uh, although I, I do think that Christian Turner and, and True Wilson showed some things that I liked as well, especially uh, True Wilson when it came to blocking. Yeah, it, it was obviously Charbonnet and, and Turner who are those top two backs, and then True Wilson got in there a little bit. Did that surprise you that that was the, the rank 
at least in week one. I thought we'd see more True Wilson just because he had the most experience. But then when you started reading and then kind of seeing how Zach Charbonnet was coming on strong, I was not surprised to see him get um, the opportunities he had. Again, he only carried the ball eight times. It felt like a lot more, maybe just because of the the 90-yard total and the 41-yard rush. But uh, I, I guess I was surprised to, to see mostly Charbonnet and uh, and Christian Turner, at least in the meaningful time, um, that, that Michigan had most of the starters out there. Um, and so I, I would have expected to see more True Wilson. I think we will see him um, once in a while, but I think as the season tracks on, uh, you're definitely going to see probably the most of Zach Charbonnet. I think I think anyone wants uh, to have a feature back more than anything, although a two-back system obviously does work for multiple teams. You can think of the, the Georgias, the Oklahomas, um, and many others as well. But I do think that Harbaugh and, and maybe even Josh Gaddis are going to look for the guy, and, and so far uh, Zach Charbonnet looks like the best fit. And then how about uh, Anthony Thomas? I mean, that was incredible. The way he went out there after – um, you know, we weren't even sure if he was going to play. And then all of a sudden he's, he's out there making a great pick. And then with the fumble recovery, just a, an awesome, awesome night for him. Yeah. So the A train, Anthony Thomas played from 97 to 2000, who was a, who was a great back. I mean, he had a four year uh, rushing total of uh, over 4,400 yards, I believe. Oh but my Amber gosh. Thomas, uh, Ambry Thomas, I think Ambry. you're referring to. Uh, I was referring to Ambry Thomas. Dude, I, I was really impressed. I mean, it's uh, one of those things where a lot of hype around him. Uh, you you know that he's been um, a guy that's been circled on the roster as a guy that has a really high ceiling, and you've you've always wanted to get the ball in his hands, whether it's special teams or a little bit on offense, and always kind of craved to know what he did on defense. And for him to, to get out there and uh, get the run that he did, uh, at cornerback and play as well as you did with the interception um, and, the, and the fumble recovery and some nice tackles as well. I mean, good for him, and hopefully we'll just continue to see his uh, level of play rise, and I'm sure that gives him a ton of confidence moving forward uh, at the position, and I, and I think it gives the defense a ton of confidence. This is a guy that until the, the week of the, the, the first week game um, wasn't uh, maybe even going to play. Uh, and so to get back into practice, uh, get back into whatever football shape you needed to get in real quick uh, and get on the field and, and make a big impact was huge. There are some exceptions that we'll get into later, but for the most part, the defense I thought was the most impressive part of uh, the win over MTSU, given the sloppy play from the offense and, and even special teams. I mean, I just walked away from that game thinking, wow, like I did not expect to be most impressed by the defense given all the question marks we had, including Ambry Thomas. And at the end of it, you know, they give up a, a late touchdown to, to um, give up a, to, to make it 21 points for MTSU. But I mean, really just the whole night, uh, the two touchdowns before then were on short fields. I, I was very impressed with the way the whole defense played which surprised me. Yeah, I'm right with you. And, and one of the, the things that I like the most is it could have even been better. I mean, you can even pick one play and pick on one guy. I mean, LaVert Hill had one of the easiest pick sixes uh, you, opportunities you've ever seen. I mean, I was, I was watching the game with family, and I, I mean, I, 
not superstar athlete by any means, but I think I would have caught that ball and returned it for a touchdown. And that might be the I only think chance. Most people would have, yeah. I think that's the only chance I, w- I would have to score in, in Division One football. And, and you know, it's just he's a great player. He's going to make an incredible plays. He's gonna he's gonna pick off a ball this year, uh, probably with one hand, uh, not looking, and return it for a pick six. He'll make up for that play for sure. But I mean, just to pick on that one, I mean, it could have been even more of a dominant performance. And then a guy like Vincent Gray, I talked a lot about him as a potential option and a guy that I thought I would really have a big year just from all the hype. And I mean, he looked really, really good. Uh, some of his tackles just almost remind you of a, a much smaller, thinner uh, Jabril Peppers, but uh, he was uh, very dominant uh, when he was out in the field, and I think that that gives him a lot of confidence. And and like you said, the whole defense looked pretty good. If I had to pick on one unit, it'd be the defensive line. Um, it just seems like against Middle Tennessee State, that's a team that you'd be in the backfield the entire game. I mean, 10 sack game um uh as a, as a team but that wasn't the case uh, but i do think that that unit will continue to improve as well but overall super impressed so speaking of the defensive line that was the pretty obvious exception i thought and you're coming up on two games against army and wisconsin different teams obviously but the 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 main philosophy from both of them is that they're going to run the football and there's no real um guesswork about it i mean you go into the game knowing what those offenses want to do I just worry especially with the interior defensive line of those two tackle spots I'm, I'm worried about the way they could be exploited in a, in a run happy offense especially with with army you know I think uh, that offense is just creative enough that it could it could find some places to take advantage and then as you go up against Wisconsin following the bye week um, that's just a powerful it's, it's always a powerful running game. And unless we see something crazy change um, against Army, I, I think we're going to be worried about the same thing in in uh, the third game of the year against Wisconsin. Yeah, I mean, if you if you have Army run all over you, uh, then your, your biggest worry is Wisconsin. Uh, and so what I'm looking for, uh, when when Michigan faces Army is for that unit to step up and show something um, because it's such a run heavy offense. Uh, obviously, uh, all all the defensive uh, players are going to be important in stopping the run and and the few times they will pass. But if there's a if there's a, a chance for a unit to step up, it's going to be the defensive line and the linebackers uh, for that matter. I mean, just like we were impressed with maybe the cornerback and some of the secondary play in Week One. I mean, now it's time to, to hopefully walk away impressed uh, by seeing what the, the defensive line can do. Uh, and I think that playing well will give them confidence as they uh, go in uh, to a to an environment uh, against Wisconsin and, and probably the, the best running back in the nation. Probably no question, in my opinion. Uh, slowed him down last year, uh, but it's, uh, it's, it's different when you're on the road. Uh, and I think that this game, this weekend, I'm sure it's not overlooked just because of the uniqueness of the Army offense. I know that they were even kind of uh, game planning for it during training camp just because you kind of have to. Um, and so I think what we'll see uh, will be impressive. I think Michigan will win. Uh, and hopefully it just gives them the confidence they need because they're going to uh, play a really big game at Wisconsin uh, in week four after a bye. And it looks like Diamond Jeter and Michael Duom four should be back against army and, and definitely then you would expect um if not against army 
against Wisconsin because there's a bye week between those games. But those are two guys who are not proven on the defensive line. And so it's not like you get your starters back in there and everything's cured. We just don't know that yet. I mean, they're starters for a reason, right? But it's it's not like a uh, it's not a situation where you know you've got this you've got a guy or a couple of guys who oh if we just get them back then you know we know we'll be all right. You hope that's the case, but we're just gonna have to wait and see. And if 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 nothing really changes against Army, then you know then I think Michigan's looking at uh, a medium to large problem there on the defensive line going forward where it could it could go from being like a consistent strength of your top ranked defense to all of a sudden being a liability yeah again this weekend's so huge i mean when you have jonathan taylor on the schedule uh the game after even though there is a bye week that's got to be in back of some of these players minds especially if they're starting to give up big runs i mean jonathan taylor is so important in the in the passing game for wisconsin this year too uh, and so I know for a fact that the guys are obviously going to be looking ahead to some of the bigger games of the season. You kind of have to, it seems like uh, that's one of the things that Ohio state's really um, out there about is like, you know what, like we're always thinking about Michigan. It's always felt like uh, hardball and it's not the wrong approach, but it's always been a one game at a time. Like we got to worry about army before we worry about Wisconsin. Um, I think that that's the, still probably the, the best thing to do, but when you have such a important matchup so early in the season, um, really kind of taking place of where Notre Dame would n- normally be. They just happen to be playing them in the middle of the season this year instead of early. Um, you've got to be thinking forward to that. So I think that Michigan is uh, just that much better of a team to take care of business with no problem against Army. But you really want to see some things, especially from the defense, and I'd say even offensively. Uh, there's not a lot to pick apart in a, in a first game. I mean, things are always going to be sloppy. Maybe you're thankful they didn't play a Wisconsin or a Notre Dame in week one because of it. Um, but overall, I think impressed with the offense and defense for the most part, uh, mostly just because I know that there's a lot more that we're going to see uh, and like. And, and if there's not, then I guess if you struggle against Army in any way, shape, or form, then maybe you start to worry in general about the team. Now, Army did receive votes. They're not ranked, but they received votes in the AP and uh, coaches top 25. So not a team that that is a sure rollover. But the thing that I'll be looking for against Army and Wisconsin, the other thing I'll be looking for is if if Michigan's offense especially cleans some things up and, and gets a little sharper. You know, we saw the fumble and then there was there was a second fumble that, that replay just didn't catch in time, and that's when Michigan ran up at, at the end of the first half and spiked the ball, and everybody was wondering why they didn't just take a timeout. Mm-hmm. That turned out to be the likely likely reason. And then there was you know some some botched handoffs, things like that. I mean, it it was just not an inspiring performance, even though there were some good things and, and things to look forward to. If Michigan does that against Army. Army's taking away your possessions because they run that offense, that that triple option on the ground. They're going to eat up a lot of time. When Army wins games, it's like seventeen to ten, you know, or seventeen to fourteen. Like like nobody's scoring very much, ideally for for Army. And then Wisconsin, to an extent, is is the same way. I mean, they're going to eat up the time possession. They're going to keep things on the ground. They're going to really try to control things. 
the best they can and in this way that can be really frustrating for opponents like Michigan that um, at least this year are trying to get out and spread the field and move move quickly, score points. So that could that could really, really bite them if things aren't cleaned up. Yeah, I mean you're you're spot on with the the way Army beats teams. I mean they beat Rice in week one, uh, fourteen to seven, um, and they and they had the the possession for almost thirty five minutes. Um, now they didn't have a, a, I mean they had less than three hundred yard total yards, and uh, they actually turned the ball over, and and most of their um, offensive production was from Calvin Hopkins, their uh, their quarterback who. Three for eight, fifty-three, and a touchdown throwing, and and that was a go-ahead touchdown. Yeah, yeah, and uh, twenty-one carries and eighty yards on the ground. So, so that's a guy that's probably going to be doing uh, quite a bit of work. And so, uh, you can get into his head and get in the backfield and, and rattle him up and make Army re- uh, rely on some other players, uh, which they're going to have a ton of guys ready to carry the ball. Um, and, and they're all play, they're all going to play really hard. I mean, uh, it's it's crazy they haven't played in years and years and years. But just to look um, at like kind of like the the series history and see the army actually leads um, the, the the series, um, I think like five to four or six to five or something like that. And just the fact that when you when you think of army now um, and, and kind of where they've been success wise and compared to Michigan and Michigan, not even a team that's done much of anything uh, in the last decade. It's just crazy to think that uh, just a win this weekend would just even up that series. So I think the last thing that we should touch on is the two quarterback thing. Uh, first of all, just what did you think of the way it looked against uh, middle Tennessee state? Uh, it was confusing. Uh, I think there's a lot of people that are already in the never again camp. I would actually like to see it a few more times. Um, again, if you're going to do it, uh, or if you have something to showcase that you just weren't quite able to execute, uh, in week one, uh, against armies, the, the way to do it. I mean, they're going to be running, um, some crazy offensive schemes themselves. So I think it's a game where Michigan's able to try some things. I think they should try some things. Uh, and I think that will, We'll hopefully see whatever whatever it's supposed to be. Hopefully, we'll see at least a first down because uh, I, I don't remember the what we got, but it was uh, basically nothing, including I think a timeout. Um, so uh, we'll see. It's it's different. Um, I, I can't I can't see where it's ever going to be effective, um, even with how af- athletic McCaffrey is, unless it's a, a double pass or the opportunity for a guy. Um, getting the handoff like McCaffrey two pass, but if you're going to run like a jet sweep or, or bring a guy from um, from the wideout position, put Ambry Thomas or somebody in there, someone with some true speed. Uh, so I guess we'll have to see what they're trying to do. We just haven't seen it yet. Yeah, it was it was awkward. It kind of looked like a uh, a force kiss. You know, it, it was a little worse. uncomfortable like, to look at. Might be worse than that. That's pretty bad. <laughs> I I'm not in that never again camp though. I just think there obviously needs to be some tweaking there to make it work because there could be something there. And, and the, one of the options will always be that, that um, Dylan McCaffrey can, can come out and run a drive where it's nothing but him making reads and he's either handing it off or keeping it. He is really good at that. It's, it's like what he was most effective at last mm-hmm. season. And then he had a really good drive against uh, MTSU. But I think getting them both out there at the same time, I'm I'm not opposed to seeing it again. If if um, you know they tried against Army and it looks the same exact way, then you know then I'm probably going to hop on that never again train. 
but it, it just seems like there could be a way to do it. And and the reason I'm not a college football coach is because I don't know what that way is. It just seems like it's out there. And and between Jim Harbaugh and Josh Gaddis, you got to think there's enough creativity to make that work. So I hope it comes back, but um, I've got a short leash on it. Yeah. I mean, for me, it's again, like I'd like to see, I mean, it's got to, it's had to have worked at some point in practice or you, or you wouldn't even be attempting it. I mean, there's no, no reason you're sending out a second quarterback unless you're onto something Uh, for me. And I mean, I'd have to, to really break it down and and look at a clip. All I remember. And one of them is McCaffrey going in motion um, and the ball going in chase hands and then kind of flipping it uh, to him and, with the way that that play that I'm thinking about worked is, I mean, if he's going to throw the ball, he's got to do a quick throw because he's already right near the line of scrimmage. Whereas if he kind of came back and, and did like an end around or um, like a pitch backwards or something like a flea flicker style, I'd feel a little different about that. But he was looking like he was trying to get to the edge. Uh, wasn't really able to, to do it on that specific play. And it didn't even look like he would have had the option to throw it. So just, just confusing. And I think that we'll, we'll see it again. And then hopefully again, at least a first down, I mean, something to be like, Oh, that's what they're trying to do. Maybe we still don't want to see it again, but at least, at least some more information is what I'm looking for. Okay, let's end things here with a score prediction for Michigan Army. Uh, I, I'm going to go with 30 to 10. Okay, okay. We're actually, um, our our gap is very similar. I, I was going to go 38-17. Okay. So I think I, I, I spotted Michigan one extra point there, if my math is correct. When you, you know, were, I was pretty close last week. Yeah, I was going to say, you were pretty close last week. I, I don't remember exactly what it was, but it, you had 21. That, that third touchdown really helped. I think I said MTSU would end up with, with 24. Oh, yeah, maybe 24. But, yeah, that third touchdown, the the I wouldn't call it a fluke. I'm sorry. I almost called it a fluke. That'd be disrespectful. But, yeah, I'm off to a good start, and uh, you're, you're off to a, a, a mediocre start. So yeah, that, that last touchdown, I, I think I had 13 or 14, mm. so that last touchdown really you know, ruined good it Good news is this week, if if I'm good, you're good. If you're good, I'm good. Yeah. If if one of us is off, the rest of us are off. Yep, absolutely. So, so thanks for checking us out on the Go Blue crew. You can follow me on Twitter at Ty underscore Fenwick. You can follow Derek at Divine Identity. Let's go blue this weekend against Army. Catch you later. Go blue.